Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and Reed. Check this out. This is the Rip and Reed featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Reed. That's it for Elton John. No longer touring. He finished with a piece of Swedish flatbread, some lutefisk and fiscal balls in Stockholm. But this song, The Bitch Is Back, so appropriate to Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb in New York State, who actually appeared with John Katzmatidis on his uh, interview uh, portion of his many programs here at WABC Sunday morning from 8 to 10 and said some incredible things that seemed to uh, not be harmonious with where she was just a year ago. As you know, there had been a very contentious Republican primary to take on Kathy Crime Wave Hokum, and she is Hokum because she's full of nonsense. The eventual winner, Congressman Lee Zeldin, so as he was just venturing out from his home in Shirley in Suffolk County to begin the campaign against Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, she just, I mean, unleashed a torrent of criticism against any and all of us who were supporting uh, Congressman uh, Lee Zeldin to take over from uh, Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb. And we're here to say... That the era of Trump and Zeldin and Molinaro just jump on a bus and head down to Florida where you belong, okay? Get out of town. Get out of town. Because you, re- you don't represent our values. You are not New Yorkers. And by the way, they continue the exodus out of New York, New York and California, having the largest exodus of their local residents. Because the quality of life is so bad, the taxes are so high, and the crime is violent and growing as we speak. But Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb decided to tell our own John Katzmatidis that as an expert on New York City life, she has become a self-appointed expert, even though her claim to fame was that she could actually see the province of Ontario out of her kitchen window in Erie County, uh, across uh, the uh, Lake Erie. She now is going to tell us that you're actually safer in New York City than, believe it or not, in Salt Lake City. And for people who say they're going to leave our state because it's not safe, I'm going to say my next question, tell me the city you're going to, and I'll guarantee, I can guarantee we have a better a safe than you have in those other cities, Miami, Washington, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, even Salt Lake City and Austin. We are better off, but I'm not going to say that statistics should make people feel better. Let us keep doing our job. Uh, by the way, uh, Justin, that was to have been truncated. Uh, what are you going to let it go on and on and spew her nonsense? So she mentioned Salt Lake City. I didn't know that uh, the Mormon Tabernacle Choir had now converted into a gang like the Bloods and the Crips, and that Donnie and Marie Osmond were like gang leaders. Is this woman off a rocker? You're safer in New York City than you are in Salt Lake City. 
And then she makes a case to all of New Jersey why you should pay congestion pricing coming into Manhattan because it's actually going to be, believe it or not, better for you. So, no, we've talked about it, and I understand his position, but when you look at the real number of New Jersey residents affected, over 80% of New Jersey residents come to New York City for their jobs by public transit. So they want us to invest, and we can't invest in the infrastructure and keeping the capital programs on track without new sources of funding. So from their perspective, yes, there'll be some people affected. We have not determined the pricing yet. That's still to be decided by the Traffic Mobility Review Board. But this is going to be so beneficial for Manhattan, which is literally, John, paralyzed. I mean, think of this uh, woman. She must be on drugs. She has no idea. She's like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, right? Like Judy Garland. (laughs) Go back to Kansas. What an idiot. Uh, So to all of you, per capita, per person, uh, listen to WABC in greater numbers than anywhere else, all throughout New Jersey, from Camden County to Hudson County, along the Jersey Shore, out to the west in Sussex County. You should understand from Governor Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb who's full of nonsense that congestion pricing is going to be good for you because Manhattan is congested, and this is going to make it easier for you, even though you got to pay an extra tax coming through the Lincoln Tunnel, the Holland Tunnel, across the GW Bridge, across the Gothels and the Bayonne Bridge or the Outer Bridge crossing into Staten Island. Be grateful. Be grateful because it's going to make for less congestion, even though... She is so out of her mind and not realizing what the congestion is from. All the illegal aliens that she has welcomed here with uh, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who is the mayor of the illegal aliens. And she continues about how we in the city should be grateful to her because she's clearing out a path of all this congestion. So God forbid if we have a heart attack or a stroke, an ambulance will be able to get to us in time, Lou. I walk the streets of New York all the time. I'm constantly going up and down across the borough. And it is great to see the people back. It is great to see the tourists. It's great to see uh, the commuters who are finding their way to their jobs. It feels so alive again. But it is also so congested that people can't move. A bus takes forever to be able to get down the street. Cars are not moving. Delivery trucks are not making. And worst of all, emergency vehicles when your family your loved one has a heart attack and that ambulance can't get to them because they're jammed in traffic we're going to be a model for the rest of the nation yeah model for the rest of the nation to continue to chase you out so lou know that when you pay that extra tax going south of 60th street when you come in it's all to make it so that if an ambulance needs to get to you when you're the victim of a drive-by shooting a stabbing a rape an assault or everything that's taking place in manhattan that they'll have a clear path to be able to get you into the ER or the ICU. Is this woman out of her mind? And because there is so much congestion, uh, the city of New York through Eric Adams' administration are now telling the illegal aliens that they've welcomed in in droves that when their bus arrives at the Port Authority, they're not going to give them a free bus ride any longer across 42nd Street from west to east over near Grand Central where the Roosevelt Hotel is, where they get processed. No, they're going to have to walk. Now, 
Lou, do you know there are progressives that say that that is inhumane? I thought these were people who, according to the videos, had gone through the jungles of the Isthmus of Panama in order to eventually get to the border in Mexico to cross over. Uh, they had a deal with jaguars, uh, not the cars, the actual animals in the jungles of Panama. The big mosquitoes who are the size of uh, horses, poisonous snakes, flooding and yet somehow crossing uh, from uh, the west side of 42nd Street, 8th Avenue, over to 3rd Avenue near the Roosevelt Hotel is perilous. They need to have a free bus ride. Well, it is perilous with all the crime that's being committed. But uh, based on the ordeal that they went through, at least the narrative we were told, come on. But, oh, we go from one uh, one governor who's discontent, uh, totally disconnected and needs to go back to Erie County it's the only place she knows in the state of New York. Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb to uh, Governor Murphy, who's always half in the bag. I mean, this guy is smashed. This guy is uh, drunk. And so over the weekend, he showed up at the Red Rock Tap and Grill in Monmouth County. His very dear friend, Brian <laughs> Jerk, the lead singer of Brian Jerk and the Jerks, invited Murphy on stage. And let me tell you something. The crowd gave him the Bronx jeer. Hey, 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 hey. What did I tell you guys? Hey, listen to me. Listen to me. He didn't want to hear that. He's a buddy of mine. This is not about politics. He's a friend of mine. Do not do that, please. Out of respect to my friend. Oh, so they came to see Brian Jerk, the lead singer of Brian Jerk and the uh, Jerks. And he couldn't he couldn't keep the crowd quiet because they hate this governor. His response, his knee jerk response is typical as he's drunk and half in the bag. Knuckleheads, 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 knuckleheads. I want to ask our listeners in New Jersey, how the hell did you reelect this lush instead of Citarelli? I mean, thank God he's term limited out, but they want to now bring in another graduate of Goldmine Sachs to replace him, Steve Fulop, like Corazine. They're all from Goldmine Sachs. Don't get sucked in again, please. Well, for Citarelli this time, but the reason that many of the people were angry at Half in the Bag Murphy was because he shows no sensitivity at all to the whales and the dolphins who have been washing up on shore by the dozens. And instead, he signed a contract with a Danish firm to put more of these windmills 13 miles off the coast of Atlantic City to generate green energy, even though with the whales and the dolphins dying on the Jersey Shore as they wither in pain, and even those those that are uh, for green energy, like myself, who don't want to keep burning fossil fuels, say, hey... Do you think maybe we can just temporarily suspend building these huge wind turbine-driven windmills out in the ocean that may be causing the whales and the dolphins to lose their sense of guidance because of the sonar, because of the depth charges, because of the dynamite that's used to dig them into place? You think maybe, and you know what Murphy said in his drunken rage, tough noogies. You don't like it, 
move out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Sequel to Black Jesus Round One. Remember two weeks ago on Father's Day, Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, mayor of the illegal aliens, got on the stage of the Lennox Road Black Baptist Church in the heart of Flatbush, Brooklyn, and started ranting and railing and claiming that he was divinely told by God that he would become the mayor of the city of New York 30 years before he was sworn into office on January 1st of 2022. And he went on to make some other incredible statements, leading everyone to the opinion that whereas Bill de Blasio was lazy, Eric Adams is crazy. And that he is. So I had to retool this and... um, He was so crazy two weeks ago, they want to take this on the road. They really do. They want to make Eric Adams uh, a future presidential candidate, like everyone who ever becomes mayors do. And what they really have to learn is that it's a dead end. Once you're mayor, I don't care whether you're Republican, Democrat, whether you did a good job or bad job, you, you don't have a shot at being president. You just don't. But they all get mesmerized, they read their own headlines. Eric Adams, I am the new face of the Democratic Party. I am the the role model for Euro-Asiatic black men in America. But he needed help if he's going to take it on the road. And who threw him a lifeline? Our own Reverend A.R. Bernard. Yeah, Reverend A.R. Bernard, he's got that big mega church, Christian Cultural Center, few blocks from where I grew up in Canarsie, uh, right off of, uh, in the shadow of Starrett City, Pennsylvania Avenue, Linden, right on top of what used to be the old chop shops of the Lucchese and Gambino crime families. I'm sure there are a few bodies underneath there that have yet to be unearthed, but he's got a mega church there. Never invited me there. Oh, no. Never will, because I'd like to set the record straight, but... Uh, it's almost as if now Reverend Ahon Bernard and Eric Adams have teamed up like, remember Ackroyd and Belushi did in the Blues Brothers? We're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. Can I hear that one more time, Lou? We're on a mission from God. We're on a mission from God. What I What I saw yesterday on the video from the Christian Cultural Center made me believe that these guys really believe that Eric Adams is black Jesus. 
a false Mashiach. You know how many false Mashiachs have existed before, false messiahs? Oh, hundreds, hundreds. But here was Reverend A.R. Bernard of the Reverend and the Rabbi that you can hear every Sunday morning here from 7 to 8, although they never, ever talk about this. This was Reverend A.R. Bernard introducing Adams as a man sent by God. I'm introducing this individual who's a friend as a man sent from God. And I'm going to tell you this. If you don't believe it, he does. Sent from God. And of course he believes it. He thinks he's black Jesus. And as he said two weeks ago on Father's Day that God had talked to him 30 years ago, woke him up in a cold sweat, told him he would become mayor on January 1st of 2022. Yep, so nice. Black Jesus decided to say it twice. And over 30 years ago, Hearing that message from God that I was going to be mayor January 1st, 2022. And the most important part of that message was God saying, you are to tell everyone you know. Because I don't want people to think you got there because of who you are. But I want them to know you got there because of who I am. Mm. Now, you know, as a Christian, God the Father sent Jesus down to die for our sins. And he wanted uh, Jesus to let everybody know why he was here. Similarities are, in some ways, frightening that human being would actually believe that. Reverend A.R. Bernard, he puts his pants on the same way that you and I do guys out there, and some gals wear pants, and likewise, Eric Adams. Truly believe they were sent by God here. They're on a mission. Now, at that point in this audition, because they're going to take it out on the road, I guarantee you that every holy roller, evangelical church, Pentecostal church, Anything to not deal with the problems that are growing in leaps and bounds in the city and taking us right down the abyss. So here was Eric Adams raising his voice. This is where Reverend A. Albinar was trying to tell him from the sidelines. Oh, man, lower your voice. You're, you're, you're acting like a crazy guy again. And people have the audacity to say to me that being a man of the city of New York is the second most difficult job in politics. You know what I tell them? I tell them, when does the hard part start? When does the hard part start? You know, I think uh, just walking the streets, right, in the subways, uh, dealing with city life, all that, man, it's a, it's a pretty tough job. I just wish he'd spend more time doing his job than glow, going to the Club Zero Bond at night, the private club where whatever happens in Club Zero Bond stays in Club Zero Bond. I really wish he would. But then, well, he had to play the race card. Yep, yeah, I mean, look. I looked at him, Lou. He was on that stage with a $5,000 customized suit, silk suit, not a thread of cotton in it. And what did he talk about? Picking cotton. Let me tell you what hard is. Hard as picking cotton from sunup to sundown, giving birth on the field, and going back to pick cotton some more. Let me tell you something, Eric Adams. The only cotton you ever picked was out of a bottle of Advil that you opened up, you flipped open the top, and you put that little piece of cotton out before you took your Advil tabs. Who are you kidding? Picking cotton. 
And then all of a sudden he was re- he was getting into a frenzy. He was uh, talking about how he's a symbol of a black man in America. I am the symbol of black manhood in this city, in this country, and what it represents. I'm the mayor of the most powerful city on the globe, and people need to recognize that. And they need to recognize that, which means we need to respect him no matter what he says, like a totalitarian dictator. How dare any of you, how dare any of you question black Jesus? God has put him here. God talks to him. So when he held a town hall meeting up in Washington Heights about a week ago, and this older white Jewish woman, 84, who actually lives a few blocks away from me and Nancy and the cats on the Upper West Side, although we don't share the same politics. She's hard left. Uh, She's like a supporter of AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and the socialists. So when Eric Adams held that town hall meeting, how dare this woman, this Holocaust survivor who as a baby could have been taken into Auschwitz. She was days away from her family being taken up by the Nazis in Germany into Auschwitz. Thank God she and her family escaped. But she didn't escape the mayor because the mayor decided to call her a plantation owner. Don't treat him like a slave. Why are we Okay, first, if you're going to ask a question, don't point at me and don't be disrespectful to me. I'm the mayor of this city, and treat me with the respect that I I deserve to be treated. I'm speaking to you as an adult. Don't stand in front like you're treating someone that's on the plantation that you own. Give me the respect I deserve and engage in the conversation. Up here in Washington Heights, treat me with the same level of respect I treat you. So don't be pointing at me. Don't be disrespectful to me. Speak with me as an adult because I'm a grown man. I walked into this room as a grown man, and I'm going to walk out of this room as a grown man. I answered your question. I'm also the congregants of Reverend A.R. Bernard at the Christian Cultural Center, a megachurch, 5,000. Uh, get seated are uh, African-American women, 55 plus, many of them senior citizens. I don't think what Eric Adams uh, did to that white Jewish uh, Holocaust surviving woman at 84 uh, is something that anyone in the congregation would have said was right. But he knew that. So what did he do, Lou? He hid behind, of course, like he always does, his mother. And she would say to me, baby, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. And no matter where I am, mommy transitioned almost two years ago. But I hear her every time someone thinks they're going to step up and disrespect me. Mommy said, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. You better stand up, boy. As my son would say, you better recognize. You better recognize. What the hell are you talking about? So now we ought to believe that not only does God talk to him directly, but in a town hall meeting, his mother channels down to him and says, it's okay, son, to chastise that elderly woman. Now, I don't know uh, and never did know uh, Eric Adams' mom. I'm sure she was a great mother, single mother raising all those uh, children. Uh, That's a Herculean effort. Uh, But I got to believe, just like my mother and everybody else's mother, that instead of encouraging him 
to attack and never stand down and never apologize and never buck or bow to anybody, that she would have whispered in Eric Adams' ear at that town hall meeting and said, Eric, she's an 84-year-old white Jewish woman. Let her talk. Don't, don't, don't call her a slave owner or a plantation owner. I got to believe that. But he, again, he used his mother as a shield. Then he went on to indicate that we should be grateful that Lou is so safe here. So let me say to you, CCC, they want to paint this picture of ineptness and incompetence. But let me show you the record. You're watching crime go down in the city. No one thought it was possible. Uh, I don't know what city he's in. But then again, he rolls around with armed police officers like every mayor does. He can't hopelessly think the crime is down with all the shoplifting that goes on, the packages being stolen, the guy was riding around on his scooter, uh, killing people indiscriminately. Front page of the Post talks about Grin Reaper, scooter killer smiles after shooting spree. You can't really believe that we're safe. Or maybe he believes like uh, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz, Kathy Crime Wave Holcomb, that you're actually safer in New York City than Salt Lake City. Because that's what she told our John Katzmatidis. You know, hopefully some reporter, I know they listen here at Room 9 in City Hall, will ask him, do you really think like the governor that you're safer in New York City than in Salt Lake City? And then he brought up the issue of the illegal aliens, and that has caused him a lot of grief in the African-American community. So... He figured if I'm going to take this on the road with Reverend A.R. Bernard, then I'm going to have to deal with inviting in 81,000 illegal aliens. You're watching 81,000 people come into this city and not like other cities. They're not sleeping on the streets with no help on the federal level. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in the city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. Yeah, I I agree. You're incompetent. Lou, I I totally concur. That's the only statement that the mayor made that I completely concur with. Could I hear that again? Could I have an amen, please? You're watching 81,000 people come into this city and not like other cities. They're not sleeping on the streets with no help on the federal level. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. He is the Biden of Brooklyn. That's something that Joe Biden would say. Uh, he, he has turned an incompetent person uh, into a competent city and allowed me to take care of 81,000 illegal aliens. But it gets worse. I thought that God spoke to him, Lou, 30 years ago, but apparently he has a GPS that's different than ours that he set. In his vehicle 35 years ago. I walked in the spirit of God. I talked in the spirit of God. 35 years ago, I set my GPS, my God position and satellite. And I've been on one course and one destination. And all that he has done, all that he has shown us, 
He said, I've taken this broken child and made him the mayor. And you are still, oh, ye of little faith, questioning his abilities of what he's doing. You question him if you want. I know who God I serve. And I am proud to be serving that God. He took me from where I was and he rose me to the level of running the most important city in America. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. He cannot fail. He will never fail you. Yeah, he failed. He picked a loser. God, if you're listening to me, because I know you don't answer me like you have conversations with Eric. Guys, I think it's clear, Justin and Lou, that God picked a loser here. God failed. You know, God, you fail from time to time. This one was a big loser. What the hell is this God positioning system? GPS, 35 years ago, he's in his vehicle. Everybody has a GPS. Achtung, don't turn left, turn right. But God was on his GPS. God talks to him through his GPS. He calls it a God positioning system. This guy's a crackpot in the school ball. But who enabled him? Of course, Reverend A.R. Bernard, who after that crazy speech, Actually said, yep, yep, he was sent by God. And what he said is absolutely right. So there was a man sent from God whose name was Eric Adams. And you just heard him speak. Amen. Let's give God some love and appreciation for the mayor's willingness to be so identified with his faith and God as his guide. Eric Adams is crazy. And Reverend A.R. Bernard, you're an enabler. I, I, I beg, I beseech them. I want to get in that Rev and Rabbi show on Sunday morning. I take it at 6 in the morning to the break of dawn. Then I want to get on from 7 to 8. I want to ask the Reverend A.R. Bernard, you really believe God talks to him? Rabbi Joe Potashnik, you really don't think he should have apologized for disrespecting that elderly 84-year-old white Jewish woman who he claimed was a plantation owner. Don't treat him like a slave, even though she's a Holocaust survivor. Let me at both of those guys. Let's get it on. This is the Riffin' Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. In the club, Curtis Jackson, who culturally appropriated my name, Curtis, because I was born first, has this to say from the City of Angels. That's what Los Angeles stands for. He put out an Instagram uh, post that says, L.A. is going to be slipping into crime central. Things are going to get worse, even worse than they were before. Because all of a sudden, a judge recently reinstated a no-bail policy. That means it eliminates bail for anyone charged with a misdemeanor or a nonviolent felony. And he said, watch how bad it gets out here. Well, he knows, remember, in his prime as a degenerate hip-hop monster, shot, what, like eight, nine times by Ja Rule's boy, Southeast Queens, outside of Rochdale, the co-op, how to rob, I get money, Candyland. (laughs) 
And the reason he's complaining, because all those rappers, those degenerate rappers, uh, the, the homies, the thugs, the Crips and Bloods are doing home invasions on their McMansions, are robbing them of their jewelry when they go to the club. They're holding them up at gunpoint. And now all of a sudden, people like people like uh, 50 Cent, a.k.a. Curtis Jackson, are crying out that, hey, there's too much crime in L.A. Look, 50 Cent, you help promote criminality to a whole new generation. So now you're just going to have to suffer in the city of angels, L.A.